Hello, hello. Welcome back to The 100 Report. I'm Chris. I'm Charlie. And, well, it's been quite a busy time as far as international cricket's concerned, hasn't it? There's been so much going on, I've honestly lost track. We've had the India-England series, we've got the IPL to talk about, we've got the 100 draft this week. There's a lot to cover, but I know that this, this week we just wanted to give you a short episode just focusing on the 100 draft. We need to keep you up to date with what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess we should just jump right into it, really, shouldn't we? So the actual draft for the players that have been released and the new spots that are in each of the squads is going on tomorrow behind closed doors. Um, Apparently, it's to do with COVID protocol and because the last uh, draft was quite long, but it filled in the vast majority of the spots. And there's only 35 spots left and seven of which are overseas spots. So not too many spots to fill in. But there's quite a few bits and bobs and apparently we will find out who has been added to the squads on Tuesday. Um, We'll find out as as and when it comes. So as Chris said, the actual draft is going on behind closed doors tomorrow just because of COVID reasons. Logistically, it'll be a nightmare to try and get everyone together. The teams were all given a deadline of which to keep, retain some of their key players. And I don't think there was a maximum on how many they were allowed to retain, but they were allowed to let some players go. So everyone kind of put back in the, the mix. If you, if you look at some of the teams, like the Southern Brave, they only have two spots that they need to fill, whereas the Manchester Originals have, was it, about eight spots they need to fill? So it really does vary from team to team. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they're basically just remoulding their entire squad. Um, I, I actually think that they probably got hit quite hard with um, the change in law about Colpac players. So for those of you who don't know, Colpac players are people who play in the UK under a strange uh, bylaw where they're considered domestic players, but they're overseas. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to profess to be an authority on what the legal statuses of things are like that, but since Brexit, the status of Colpac cha- uh, players have changed. So for example, uh, Dane Vias, who played for Manchester Originals, is a Colpac player uh, of South African uh, origin, and he has now been released. But if they want him back, he's not going to count as one of their domestic players, he's going to count as an overseas player. And as each team only is allowed three players from overseas, they're going to have to reconsider whether Dane Vias makes it into the squad. Now, I know that he is... uh, an old Trafford stalwart and is the wicketkeeper and captain of Lancashire. So it would be tempting. I think it would be tempting for Manchester Originals to come back. What I'm really keen on, um, again, not being biased, but I'm really keen to see who the Southern Brave go for, purely because remember last year you had, we had, um, obviously they got the most amazing team, in my opinion, but they had David Warner pull out before um, the COVID even even started with the 100 and before the problem. So what they got to do is they got to do a like-for-like replacement and they bid for Marcus Stoinis. Yes. They've already replaced David Warner with, my, with Marcus Stoinis. However, if you look at their team, they're still really lacking of sort of an opening batsman. And I wonder whether they're actually going to go bid for David Warner again now. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um... I think you're right, and I think they do need that gun batsman. I know Marcus Stoinis has been changing a little bit and has started opening the batting in the BBL. Yeah. It's strange. It's so strange, isn't it? Because he's still an all-rounder in my head. He's still yeah. somebody who bowls and can bat a bit, but he's recently been shifting. I guess 
if you think of the career progression of Jacques Callis, for example, or maybe even Steve Smith, somebody who started off in your mind as a bowler and has started moving their way up the ranks of being regarded almost more as a batsman. Actually, Ben Stokes as well is a good example. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the big thing is that the draft is going on tomorrow behind closed doors. We'll find out who's joining each of the respective squads. Like we said, the big, the big question is the Manchester Originals because they've released, I think, eight spots. Uh, whereas if you look at uh, Southern Brave, for example, they've only got two spots and they've retained an awful lot of their players. Yeah, so, the, Trent Rockets, the Trent Rockets have two spots left as well. So it really does depend team by team. But the Manchester Originals... Um, and the Northern Superchargers, they've got a lot of spots up for grabs. Actually have, have the Welsh Fire also, because I think Welsh Fire had a lot of the Cold Pack players before. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting to see where someone like David Warner goes to. We've also got some other really, really big names. Maybe we should run through a couple of the names that are on the top list. The top spots are for £100,000. So they have had a bit of a pay cut since last year. I think it was 125 last year. <laughs> there are some big names on there. Yeah, no, there's some huge names. Like you say, I think maybe the price cut is a kind of a reflection of what's happened because of the pandemic that everyone sort of tightened their wallets, so to speak. But the list of people that have made themselves available for this is is massive. And again, there's only seven overseas spots available. Uh, there's 28 domestic spots. But the overseas list that is available on the Cricketer, in fact, we'll put a link to the list in the description of this video. It's huge, and there's several tiers. The top price bracket is 100,000, and you have players like Shakib Al Hassan, Quinton de Kock, uh, Jason Holder, Tammy McBall. Um, you've also got Babar Azam, who for me. Uh, I know you really want to see Babar Azam in the 100. Why is that? I think, uh, I mean, he is solidifying his credentials as uh, one of the best T20 batsmen around. Um, you only have to look at his performance in the PSL last year. We've only seen one match of the PSL where he's played in so far, and it was, it was nothing spectacular, but you can't really judge a T20 batsman based on one match. Um, he's a very, very exciting player. And for me, you know people talk about the top four. They talk about Joe Root, Steve Smith, Kane Williamson, etc., etc. Barbara Zan seems to never go in that bracket, but he absolutely deserves it. And I think if you got a player of that quality into the 100, it would be a box office, as many, as many cricket pundits like to talk about. But... So I doubt for him. I think that's a good shout. I really hope he gets picked up by someone. Further down the list, it'd be quite interesting to see that um, at the mere price bracket of £60,000, we have um, Christopher Morris from South Africa. Yeah. See how far he's gone down uh, on his reserve price with 100. Uh, to me, I, I, I mean, this might just be my opinion, but it smacks of just how much people want to get involved, uh, the players, how much they want to get involved in this competition. And I think that there's, there's something exciting about doing something a little bit different. And as we know, one of the remits of the ECB is to make it more accessible, to make it a little bit more simple, make it a shorter format, make it more family friendly. And I think that that's reflected in that there is an excitement amongst players who want to play in this in this franchise, kind of in the same way that if you think of some of the uh, domestic England players just went to Abu Dhabi to play in the T10. Tom Collacadmore was a great example of somebody who went there and absolutely smashed it. But I think that says an awful lot about how much people want to 
common play in this game, especially when you think Chris Morris, he's just gone for an astronomical price tag in the IPL. And it's very exciting. It's very exciting to see just how much some of the biggest players in the world want to come and play in the 100. But also it says a lot about the fact that I think there are only, was it seven international spots up for grabs that are, that are left? And there are numerous names on this list of people that want to get in. So it's going to be super tough if you get, if you get picked, um, especially in the higher price brackets as an overseas player. It's really saying a lot. So competition is ripe to even get picked by these teams. Absolutely. And we haven't really even covered the women's games yet. Now, obviously, uh, women's cricket is developing and it's growing at a very sort of exponential rate. Um, but we also know the ECB are very much viewing the 100 as kind of having um, a parity with one another. So the men's teams and the women's teams are basically just considered two squads from the same franchise, if that makes sense. But as we say, there's not a draft per se, but there are some huge international names. We already know people like Deandra Dottin uh, are coming over here to play. There's some greats of the English game. I know that uh, our, our ladies are out in New Zealand at the moment making waves, but there's a real excitement about women's cricket as well. And I can't wait for the double headers. That's, that's the, the big thing that I'm looking forward to. But like you said, that rumour a couple of months back that Sarah Taylor might be coming out of retirement. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that, fingers crossed. But I think that they're going to be announcing some big things to do with the women's game on Tuesday as well. So a couple more names might be added to the mix. Um, we'll hear more about it on Tuesday. So I think what they've done is they've allocated each hour from about, I think it's 7am in the morning, mm -hmm. to have updates from each team to feed you throughout the day um, who went where. So we have to keep our eyes peeled on is the ground all throughout Tuesday, we'll keep you updated on our social media channels um, to see how the squads fill out. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm very excited. Um, I really can't wait to see, especially because, you know, I've, I've said I'm going to follow Trent Rockets, but there's just something so tantalising about Manchester Originals basically reinventing the whole squad. I, yeah, that's the thing, you can jump ship. I know we set, uh, we set who we were going to sort of follow last year, but things have changed since then. The squads yeah. are completely changed around. So give yourself a break. We can see on Tuesday how the squads are looking and the next podcast we can, we can always change our minds on who we're supporting for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think hopefully we've kept everything up to date as far as we know. Obviously, we're going to be keeping everybody informed and we're going to be there on Twitter. It's so interesting because I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter recently just chatting and talking, especially because I've been up under my blankets at four o'clock in the morning tweeting watching the India match. Um, it's, it's really interesting being involved in cricket Twitter because it's something that I was not aware of but it's it's definitely quite interesting but it did raise a lot of interesting questions to me that just imagine uh, this is my hope is that the hundred grows and grows and grows and grows and hopefully the bcci will uh, change a few things because do you remember what um chetan was saying about they were considering releasing some older players to come and play overseas that would be incredible. I really hope that does happen. That would make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the level of excitement that would happen, because I remember thinking at one point Harbhajan Singh was in the mix to come and play in the 100. I don't think he is now. But it would be so exciting if if there was that level, especially the the level of passionate fandom that you get on Twitter, especially from India. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of crazy. 
But be amazing. Well, at least this week, Chris, we don't have to get up at 4 a.m. We've got a much more manageable start time of 9 a.m. because we've got the two day, day night tests coming up. That's oh. going to be really fun to watch. Um, and we've also got a very, very special guest joining us this week on a recording. We can't say more just yet, but keep your eyes peeled because um, we've got a great guest joining us this week. Absolutely. And as ever, if you want to keep up to date and you want to find out who it is before anybody else, please do uh, follow us on all of our social media channels. We are on Instagram at The 100 Report. We are on Twitter at 100 Report. And we're also on YouTube, which is at The 100 Report. So do make sure that you like, subscribe and get in touch with us. Um, we say it all the time. And you can see if you follow on Twitter, um, I, I spend a lot of time on the Twitter account. So I'm chatting to people all the time. So if you're wondering who it is, who's telling all of these terrible cricket dad jokes on there, it's me. <laughs> um, then, uh, then do get in touch with us. We love hearing people's comments and we love hearing about your thoughts and opinions about what everything is going forward. But I guess we should wrap it up for now, keep it short and sweet. Yep, we got yep. more to come this week. We'll keep you updated. So it's going to be a very exciting week ahead. So listen up for it.